the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Do you ever, did you, have you ever gotten caught in the middle? There's just nowhere to go. You just don't know what to do. You don't know who to call, who to write to, who to phone, what to do. Hey, friend, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Singing praises to the Lord. That's what we've been doing this morning. The choir, the congregation, because the Lord is worthy of all our praise. He has done marvelous, marvelous things for us, and he's worthy of our worship to him. Now, I love music, and I think most of us do. Perhaps all of us, 100%. We love music. And, and we'll, I love, I'll just speak to about myself for just a moment. I, I love all kinds of music. I, I better qualify that one. Uh, nearly all kinds of music. I'll tell you, back in, in the cold months, we had the car windows rolled up. I pulled up to a traffic light and stopped. Somebody pulled up right alongside of me, and all I could hear was, oh, boom, the boom, the boom, the boom, the boom, the boom. My car, I felt like it was rocking. I felt it in my chest. Now, I, I, he, I think he called that music. Um, I don't know that I would call that music, but he, he felt that I wanted to hear that also. <laughs> he was enjoying it, and he thought maybe I was enjoying it. And as he drove off, all I could hear it, hope the boom, the hope the boom, the boom, and down the highway he went. But, but I love, I love choirs, and I love quartets, and I love solos, and I love sextets, and uh, I love anthems. I love the piano and the organ, the wind instruments, the string instruments, uh, the steel drums from down in the islands. I, I love all that music. I really do, and I, and I enjoy it. Now, our, our friend uh, and one of the ministers here, Colonel Bill Wilson, loves bluegrass. Do you know what bluegrass is? I didn't know that until I met Bill. And, uh, <laughs> and he introduced me to bluegrass music. And uh, he said, there's no electrical, it's not plugged in. Uh, now, I love that, but, you know, a little bit goes a long way, really. Uh, so, um, but uh, other people, they, they love jazz and they love uh, classical and, and, um, and rock and, and all of the rest. Uh, so music is wonderful. But let me tell you about uh, music, uh, the place of music. Uh, the physical place of music, the, the physical place uh, of singing. Now, I might say, and I think we would all agree, that I, I think we are made 
for music. I really believe we are, because when we start hearing music almost unconsciously, we begin tapping our toes, and then we start moving our heads, and then we start moving other parts of our body, but, but we get involved with it, and um, I enjoy it, and you enjoy it. We get involved physically. I don't want to bore you with a lot of, um, of, um, of research, but let me, let me tell you a little bit about research here. It, it really astounded me about music and how we are made music. This research goes all the way back to 1998. And the researchers said that music stimulates the auditory nerves and creates brain messages that ripple through the body. I guess that's why the body gets involved and begins to sway with it. It influencing muscle tone, equilibrium, and joint flexibility. Listen to this. The human heartbeat is especially attuned to sound. As music changes in tempo and volume, it acts as a natural pacemaker. Our breathing slows down or speeds up along with the music. A study of Michigan State University found that just 15 minutes of listening to music increases the level of, the, of, of immune chemicals that are vital to protecting us against disease. So music is really healthy. Don't you love music? Would you like to sing? We, we will in a little bit. Not, not, not right now. Uh, then in 2001, scientists were amazed to find that music is able to help heal the body. So music has, has a vital place in, uh, in our physical makeup, even in our health system. Now, music is good. I, I love it. I already told you that. Somebody asked the question once. They said, well, can Christians dance? Well, some can, some can't, you know. I, I, I don't know. You know so we, I don't know, but we, we, we like to get in there with it, don't we? we <laughs> so I, I don't know. It just depends on the Christian, I'm sure. But the place of music spiritually, it has a place also spiritually. And I'm going to read you some scriptures just very quickly. I, I jotted them down, but listen to this. And in uh, Ephesians 5.19 says, Speak to yourselves with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. Uh, we have uh, quite a number of funerals here at the church. and uh, Loved ones dying and people coming in for the very first time. And I'm meeting them for the first time, extended family and friends. And when we sing hymns, we usually sing a hymn or two at a funeral. It, it seems like the platform guests are about the only people that are doing the singing. I look out over the congregation and people are, you know, people just love to watch me sing, I guess. They, they don't sing, but, but singing has a very special place in worship. Listen to this, Psalm thirty-two, eleven: Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing all you who are upright in heart. Psalm 105, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him. Uh, Psalm 104, uh, 149, praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the saints. And then in Revelation, which tells us that when we get to heaven and those gathered around the throne of God sang a new song, you were slain, and your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. So singing has a great part in our worship, 
and we were singing today, and it sounded beautiful, and I believe it sounded beautiful in the ears of the Lord. Don't you love the Lord and sing praises to the Lord? He is worthy. Now, I want to tell you about the very first recorded song in the Bible. There it comes on the screen now. It's in Exodus chapter 15, verse 1. I want you to read it with me. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. That's the first record of a song. Now notice, then. Well, I looked at the word then and I wondered, then, when? When did Moses and the Israelites sing this beautiful song uh, to the Lord? It was after they had a great victory, a great deliverance. And maybe that's why people don't sing in worship services. Maybe they haven't yet had a great victory or a great deliverance. They have really nothing to sing about. Singing is worship. Singing is ascribing praise to the Lord. Singing is also giving testimony to what God has done. And that's what Moses was doing in this very first recorded song in the Bible. Moses was singing and all of the Israelites were singing. There were about two million, maybe two and a half million of them who were singing to the Lord. Pharaoh's army was pursuing them. Pharaoh's army was behind them, coming up from behind. Before them, the Israelites, there was the Red Sea. There was no place for them to go. They had been enslaved for some 400 years in Egypt. And God brought a great deliverance. There had been uh, the, the plagues. Uh, Pharaoh's heart finally softened, and Pharaoh let the people go. Moses kept in Pharaoh's face, let my people go. Finally, finally, he let them go. But after he let them go, he thought to himself, hey, all this free labor, I've let it go. What, what's wrong with me? Why did I do that? He got his armies together, his forces. He went after them to bring them back. Well, here is Moses leading these people, nowhere to go, Pharaoh coming after them. The people now begin to murmur and complain. They said, Moses, why didn't you just let us die in Egypt? You brought us out here. Pharaoh's going to perhaps kill us. Those that he doesn't kill, he's going to take us back into slavery. But God had a plan. You know, friend, God always has a plan. And he has a plan for you and your need, whatever that need might be. And whatever is pursuing you today, whatever hound of hell is on your heels, God has a plan. Would everybody say, God has a plan? God has a plan, God has a plan for his people, for his saints, when we look to him. And he had a plan for his people. Now, when that plan was implemented by the mighty power of God, they, the Israelites had no power to... And no defense against the armies of Pharaoh, but God intervened. And when God implemented that plan, they stopped their complaining and they began to sing to the Lord. They sang this song to the Lord. Something beautiful happened. But listen, friend, I'll tell you again, if nothing beautiful has happened, don't smile. Just remain seated. Don't sing. Be quiet. <laughs> I'm being bad again, aren't I? But God is here to do something beautiful for his people. And if you are the people of God, God will bless and do something beautiful. Even today, even this morning, even now, whatever it is that is hounding you, hindering you, 
deterring you, keeping your life from going forward, receiving the joy of the Lord, blocking you. God is here to do something beautiful. He's a beautiful God. Now, whatever is happening to the people who do not go to church, who do not serve the Lord, whatever happens to them, it happens to us also. But the difference is, and there is a difference, we have God. We can pray and receive God's intervention. God will do great things for his people who will pray, believe, ask, and who will worship. Now, again, the children of Israel, hearing that Pharaoh was coming, there is no escaping. They were murmuring and complaining. Now, friend, you can look at your circumstances and you, you can get down on God, down on the church, down on yourself. It, it can happen. But if you lift your eyes and look to the Lord, God can do something for you. But God can't do anything for you until you look to him. And you can't murmur out of one part of your mouth and praise God out of the other part of your mouth. It just doesn't work that way. We'll praise the Lord for a few minutes, and then we'll, we'll talk about our circumstances. Now, as long as the people were, were preoccupied with Pharaoh behind them, and them going back into slavery, as long as they were preoccupied with the Red Sea in front of them, they murmured and complained. You see, all they could see was what was down here on terra firma. But Moses finally got through to them. And I'm praying today that God will get through to you, to me. Moses said, listen, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You're going to see something. Something's going to happen. Something beautiful is going to happen. But you have to shut up. Now, he didn't say shut up, but... <laughs> But friend, if you keep looking at the hole in the donut and never see the donut, then you'll never taste the donut. <laughs> but look to the Lord. Look to God and ask God, God, intervene in my situation and wait on the Lord. Just stand still. God's never in a hurry. God knows what he's doing. He's always on time. He, he knows just when to step in and intervene in your situation. Now, what God did for Moses, Jesus has already done for us. Jesus has intervened in our situation. We were lost in trespasses and in sins, and there was absolutely no way out. Not for us, not by human effort, not by human ingenuity, we were lost. We were helplessly lost. There was just no way. But then Jesus opened a way. Through the cross, he opened a way for us. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way, according to John chapter 10, into the door into the sheepfold. There's no other way in but through him. But his way is an easy way. All we have to do is look to him and follow him, and we're going to make it in. There, friend, I, I, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, smile. Go ahead. <laughs> Already you feel better, don't you? <laughs> Already. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's enough things out there to take away your smile, to take away your joy. But Jesus is here. Your brothers and sisters in Christ are here. 
We're singing anthems of praise to the Lord. Friend, come on. Where are you this morning? Let's look to the Lord and receive from him. Now, Moses, it says, then Moses, and then the Israelites sang. But nobody can sing your song but you. You're the only one that can do it. No one can taste your food for you but you. Nobody can, can feel what you're feeling but you. Now, notice what Moses says in the very next verses down, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. He says, my Lord, my God, my salvation. Now, over at least four times, he says, my, 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 my. Friend, do you have a God? Can you say he's my God? He's my Jesus. He's my helper. He's my strength. Friend, when you begin to personalize your salvation and your religion and you take it to heart, then it becomes alive in you. Now you have the strength. Moses said he is my strength. Moses just became weak-kneed. He didn't know what to do. He was an Israelite just like all other Israelites. But when God came through, he knew God had come through and he had experienced a great and mighty blessing from the Lord. Now, many of us right now have, are having a Red Sea experience. There is just nowhere to go. Moses, Egyptians are behind you. Moses, the Red Sea is front, in front of you. You are caught right in the middle. You are what they might say between a rock and a hard place. Do you ever, did you, have you ever gotten caught in the middle? There's just nowhere to go. You just don't know what to do. You don't know who to call, who to write to, who to phone, what to do. Hey, friend, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. See Jesus on your side, ready to come through and make a way for you. He'll do it. Once you look up and begin to believe in him and trust him, he'll make a way. Now, the question is, Egyptians behind them, the Red Sea in front of them. The question is, what is it in your past, in, in Israel's past, with slavery and Pharaoh's cruel armies? That was in their past. They were held captive by that. Now, I, I know... God's people, some of you are still being held captive by things in the past. Things in the past are pursuing you. Something you've said or done, and, that, and you remember it, and you know you shouldn't have said it, and you know you shouldn't have done it, and you're under conviction, and you keep telling yourself, but I had a right to do that. You didn't have a right to do that. Or somebody said something or done something to you. They didn't have a right to do that to you either. But we do a lot of things and then we excuse ourselves and say, well, he made me or she made me. No, no, you made yourself. You got your eyes off of Jesus. You, you begin to look at your circumstances and things that were going on around you. And, and you made now making excuses. And that past now has come up into your present. And it's destroying your happiness right now. There's only certain people you can smile with. Other people you can't smile with. There are only certain people you want to greet. Other people you don't want to greet. Friend, come on. You know I'm being truthful today. 
You need to be truthful because it's the truth that's going to set you free and make you a whole and complete person where you love everybody. Everybody. That's God's will. And He has a plan. So there's the past. Now there's the future. The future is there. The Red Sea in front of us. We just don't know where to go. We can't retreat. We can't go back. Tomorrow is past forever. The mistakes that we made back there, we can't go back and undo them. But neither can we go forward with our life. We're, we're sort of like a, like a vice. The vice has come yesterday and tomorrow has come together and caught us right in the middle and is squeezing the life out of us. We're still alive and we're still going to church, but the joy and the happiness and the love of all God's people, it just isn't quite bright. But friend, it doesn't have to remain that way. Life can be made beautiful and wonderful because Jesus intervenes. And he intervenes when we ask him to intervene, when we stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, when he said stand still, what he was saying was basically, stop trying to get over it on your own. Stop trying to put it out of your mind. Stop trying to make your life more beautiful. Stop trying. Just stand still and look to the Lord. You've been trying to get it out of your mind for a long, long time. But it's air. You think you have it? And then two or three days, there it is back again. You just have to say, God, it's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And when you humble yourself and fall on the mercies of God, God comes through and God will bless you every time. Do you know what happened? Here comes Pharaoh. There's the Red Sea. There was a pillar of cloud by day, the angel of God. Oh, that was a beautiful anthem, you young people say. The angel of God. And I believe in angels because the Bible teaches angels. Well, the angel of God, the scripture says, and the cloud that was in front of them, leading them, now they're to the Red Sea. The angel of God is not going to lead them into the Red Sea. So the angel of God and the cloud went around behind them. That that was before them now is behind them. You know, when God gets between you and your trouble. Did you hear me? When God comes between you and your problem, you're on your way to a heavenly victory right now. Right now. <laughs> and the angel of the Lord stepped in. Now, when... If the devil can get through the power and presence of God, then, well, obviously he can't. And God will protect you. He'll be a shield for you. He'll come between you and your problem and your difficulty, and he will make a way for you. The scripture says God stood between Israel and the Egyptians. You know, when God comes between you and the devil, comes between you and your problem, comes between you and whatever it is that has hounded you and troubled you, friend, now you're shielded. God will move right in there. Now there's a wind that begins to blow across the Red Sea. It blew all night long. Moses saying, stand still, just wait. God has a plan. Keep looking to him. Oh, it didn't happen right now. You know, that's what people say. You know, I went to church. I asked the Lord and uh, pastor pronounced the benediction. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Friend, 
Just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Just watch God. In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son. And when the time is right, God's going to come to you. But in the meantime, He'll step between you and your problem, and He'll stand there. You'll be protected. You see, you're His child, and He loves you, and He's going to care for you with an everlasting love that, that knows no end. Do you need Pastor Morris to pray with you about a struggle or decision you're wrestling with? The Pray Now app is available to you right now. Go to thehealingword.com, click Pray Now, and select the topic that matches your request. Pastor Morris will provide encouragement, pray with you, and deliver a brief message on overcoming and living in victory. Again, pray now at thehealingword.com. If today's message has blessed you and strengthened your faith in God, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris and supporting the Healing Word Ministry with your prayers and donating to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ reaching thousands? Go to thehealingword.com and click the Donate button to pledge your support. And remember, the faith-building message you heard today is our gift to you. Your donation is your gift to God. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.